podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Pochettino celebrating like he won the prick. He's the new David Moyes. Winning without winning. Corruption in football doesn't exist, they say. And fuck off Sky Sports and the two wankers commentating. Fucking cunts jizzing for Spurs to score. Corruption in football doesn't exist. Oh, fuck the same one again. John Moss is a fucking cunting cheat. Yeah, sue me, you fucking arsehole. Bent cunt still above yous. Fuck off. Cheated out of a win. The first penalty was offside and a dive. There was no contact for the second, yet the linesman was pissing himself trying to get, give it. Cheated. And this is about uh, Virgil van Dijk's uh, foul on Lamella. You could, argue that it, <laughs> you could argue that it should have been a free kick to us, as Lamella threw himself into Virgil. <laughs> those, those are a courtesy of uh, Rourke Meltdown Online. That's a bunch of cunts. It's the fighting. No, I was just going to say that um, for all this kind of stuff that I've been reading online uh, and like uh, you, you read the match report and uh, I'm just like kind of like halfway through the match report I'm like, no, 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 just scroll down to the comments and just see yeah, and deceive. Yeah. Uh, and if if there was like kind of a, a couple of weeks ago when, when I was on the pod and talking about VAR um, and if that was in play now and how would of yesterday's match played out mm. and would there be this kind of like I know it's kind of like the draw but it makes it that much sweeter that there was this kind of like controversy yeah and uh, when uh, <laughs> when the ref kind of blew up and they were just chatting for ages and Ericsson <laughs> and I think it was Can was over there and, and they got waved away and they were there for ages and I was like I didn't know what was happening yeah. I like, literally had no idea we're going to come on to uh, Liverpool results today uh, on episode 42 season 7 of the Fight Club podcast we're joined by Billy T hello yo. Twitter's very own Twitter's own <laughs> how are you doing Billy yeah real good real good you, uh, you I mean it was a bit of a roller coaster. oh it's absolutely uh, nuts wasn't it it's, it's crazy it's a fucking nightmare we're going to get into it uh, Paul Robinson live show plus the screen of the Palace away game 26th of February come down watch the game with us and listen to Paul Robinson tell stories about his glorious career at Tottenham well loved You're one of your favourites Rick he is one of my favourites um yeah, I, you know when you just—I don't know—I don't, I don't know why he. Um, it's just, 
it's always been Robbo throughout those years. It's one one of those players that I've always always loved, and I think it's just because of um, his rapport with with Tottenham fans, yeah, really. Yeah. Because um, it's not like he's a Spurs fan. Like he he, he comes from Yorkshire. He's yeah. probably leads leads before us. Anyway. I, I think he's actually from a place called Beverly in in, in Yorkshire. Right. That, that's how that's how much I loved him because yeah. I, I know little little bits about him. It was just his affinity he had with us. Something like well, there's there's been like you, you could argue that Loris is a better goalkeeper than Paul Robinson, but. You know, we, the, he, Loris doesn't have a real proper relationship with the Spurs fans in the way that Robbo did. No, and um, it's like some of the like at the at some of the times as well when we were playing, like we weren't not that great. But I mean, in some of the matches, some of the saves he pull off, and uh, I think that that's the why as well. as well. Yeah, and and because I, I used to sit as well in Park Lane, I was row two, so I was really close. Pretty close to the pitch and the players, and um, I think it was just for all those all those years that he was there. He was like obviously quite close, and that just again that uh, that kind of uh, rapport with the crowd and chatting to people behind, and like always showing his appreciation and mm. stuff like that. And like well, I remember us singing like chanting "Robbo is our leader, Robbo, <laughs> Robbo," like, yeah. and England's number one and stuff like that. Uh, and, and he loved it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've met him a couple of times now, and uh, I can't tell you what a decent stand-up human being he is. Like, it doesn't come strike me as apart from being gigantic. Like, you, you, you expect goalkeepers to be big, but when I met him first time, I was like, "Fuck me, he is a unit. This guy's massive." Uh, but really, really lovely down to earth. You, you wouldn't think he's a Premier League footballer. He's, he's such a like decent geezer. Um, even bought me a pint. Didn't even have to. He was, still, yeah, he was still playing last year when he played for Bayern. Yeah, 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 he was still picking up some. He Man City, I think. Yeah, and uh, you know, so I mean, it's going to be a great laugh. He's a very funny geezer. He's well up for it. Loves a beer. Um, we're going to be speaking to him for about an hour, and then obviously we're going to be screening the Palace game. Uh, so uh, get tickets to the fightingcock.co.uk forward slash social. Uh, it's brought to you on behalf of uh, Fans Bet. Um, we've also got the Juve live show uh, on the 13th of Feb. Uh, we've created a special brand new live show. It's not like the stuff we've done before. It's a lot more interactive, a lot more stuff for people to look at. It's going to be very funny, hopefully. And a bit of stand-up from David uh, Alfie Ward, who's been on the podcast a few times. He's going to do a five-minute yeah, five stand-up set. He's a very, very funny guy. So uh, come down 3rd of Feb. Uh, again, tickets to fightingcock.co.uk forward slash... Social. I think you just said third of Feb. Then it's thirteenth. Sorry, sorry. The away game, the Juve away game. Um, Liverpool. Uh, can you describe what you was feeling in the last five minutes of that game? Actually, I mean, up until the point that when the penalty was given, actually, uh, it's just like it was just absolutely crazy, wasn't it? Because there was a period in the second half where we started to really pick up our play. We were creating chances. And then that fucking Manyama goal went in. It was just like surreal. It took me a few seconds to register that it actually went in. Yeah. And then like we started battering after that goal went in. And then like we got the penalty. And then like after that, it's just like all the blood. I think. I think, I think like, we. I think we had them all over the place in the second half. But yeah. To me, it looked like they'd. It kind of. It seems that Liverpool's tactic is like a blitzkrieg. You know, they they want to they want to get the game over and done within the first thirty minutes. And they they had the opportunities to do that against Spurs. There was a couple of times they split us apart. They had a man over on the break. You know, it's the typical kind of play that Klopp's made him famous for in the recent years. And then, but we kind of held on. And, and the longer it went on, 1-0, the more I thought, we could definitely get something out of this. 
and they started to tire badly, really badly. Yeah. Like, it was like, from about 60 minutes on, it was like they were done. Like they had nothing left to give. I mean, um, at, the, for, at the beginning of the match, I was kind of like, in my mind, it, as long as we weather this uh, 15, 20-minute storm where they'll be throwing the kitchen sink at us, um, then, we, then we've got a good chance of... Of maybe getting something. Oh, in the shit, we're one nil down. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, fucking, like, it's the, like, not even, I mean, obviously going down, one nil down within, like, uh, early doors, but, like, within, like, three minutes or whatever, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Well, Dyer tried to be way too clever, didn't he? He kind of, the ball, it was, it was scrappy and the ball came back to him and he thought, let me just almost split his own defence. Yeah. <laughs> By passing it back to Lloris. It's just funny that it came straight after the back of that Man United game as well. We were, we were amazing on Wednesday and then, like, you think, right, this is it now, we're going to take the game to Liverpool, then three minutes later we're 1-0 down, you think, fuck, this is the Tottenham that we all know. First 15, 20 minutes we struggled massively, we couldn't hold yeah, the ball. There's a couple of times where they could have like put a man through one-on-one, but they seemed to just quite, couldn't quite get that Hesitate. pass right, could they? So. Yeah, well, they, we, <clears throat> I think when you're playing away from home against a very good side, especially a pressing side, we need three at the back. We had four, uh, and obviously it meant that Vertonghen and Sanchez had to split to give the option. They had overloaded uh, Vertonghen, which means the pass was never on for him. And it kept going to Sanchez, who's... He had one of his more poorer games. Yeah, he was OK, actually. The defensive aspects of his game was pretty... More or less decent. There was a couple of pretty bad errors. But overall, he played OK. But he, on the ball, it was clear that they were targeting, like, just give him the ball because he just he can't pass as well as, as Vertonghen can. If we had three at the back, there would have been more options. And, um, you know, we, we'd have probably been able to... Play it about out out of the back a lot better than we we did, but yeah, I completely agree. I mean, like like you're saying, we're four at the back. We we're left in situations where their front three were really, uh, you know, they're playing a real high line, and they were just uh, putting us under a lot of pressure and for, um, you know, forcing forcing us to kind of make mistakes in which we were we were a bit nervy, and and, and Sanchez didn't look as comfortable on the ball when it was put on him. Um, and I think at three of the back, we, it would have given us that uh, um, that, that extra man in there. Um, so it, it was really difficult, and um, we found it quite uh, suffocating. And we, we couldn't really find a way of playing our football, uh, the kind of like playing it out from the back. Because every time we did, we, and there was a bit of pressure on us, we just seemed to lose it, um, yeah. and then it invited the pressure back on us. So. Um, so it, it was. Uh, it, it wasn't the way that I thought we were going to start. It, it was difficult because at the, at the beginning of the game, I think like when we played against Dortmund and Real Madrid, um, and uh, there was someone I can't remember who, who else it was against, but we played more of a counter attacking. We were a bit more um, reserved, and we invited the pressure, soaked it up, and then hit them on the break. Um, and so when the game opened up, and then I, I kind of thought. Because we've learned from from that, when we go up to City, we'll do the same. But I think we were buoyed and more confident. So, we, and we were. We, we also were had co- free, free, we, we, we had Alvaro playing as well. Okay, there you go. Well, it's just it just gives us that extra option. Like it's, it's a lot easier to play at the back when you've got three options to, you know, yeah. the defender split and you've got one in the middle, which means that they have to overcommit to to get the ball off you, and then there's way much more space because one of the midfielders and one of the yeah. other forward players have pushed forward. Um, it's really much harder to do that when. You're playing four at the back with. You can't, and you can't be, yeah, you can't be as attacking as well. And like, I think when we're going up to, with um, playing against United and, and being buoyed and like from that result and how confident we were, I don't think you can you can be as open and attacking it with, with four at the back. But 
I kind of think we we try to try to match them and go for it, and we come unstuck a bit. Billy, uh, Potri's one of the main criticisms of him is that his subs aren't, you know, he doesn't make the right substitutions or they're not influential in the game. Obviously, um, Lamella came on, won the penalty. Uh, Wanyama came on. He was like a cultured midfielder at times. Yeah, and then Lorente sort of set up. We won the header for the, the, the equaliser as well. And, I mean, I remember being in the stand at Southampton a couple of weeks ago and he brings Wanyama on when we're chasing the goal and everyone's going, what the fuck is going on here? Mm. And then the same happens again and this time he, he comes out of that. So, you know, it's good. Perhaps perhaps he knows a bit more than we do in yeah, terms of what, what, what Wanyama's capable of. Before the, ga- uh, before the goal... Um, it, we, I can't remember how it, how it broke down. It broke, and it, it broke to Wanyama, and he he put out this lovely ball, floating yeah, ball he, out. He was the one who put it through to Ericsson in the yeah. first place. Wasn't and Ericsson put in a wicked cross. Obviously, Carrius cleared it, and um, and it came back to Wanyama. I just couldn't. But the finesse yeah. and technique. The it's one of those goals where every every single replay you see it looks better every single. Yeah, time the one from behind the goal yeah. as it curled into the corner. It was yeah. such a beautiful goal. And it, I, it's like you said earlier, Billy. I didn't realise that the ball would hit the net. Yeah. It, it kind of once you saw him wheeling away, then you knew. But in real time, it was like, what the fuck has just happened here? I was, I was watching it with my um, my missus and the kids, and I just lost it. I lost it completely. Like I, I, get, I kind of each time I'm going into these games because I've watched a few games there now, and I'm we've been frustrated in the last couple of times I watched it, and I probably behaved in a way that I shouldn't. You know. Punching the floor, screaming at the wall, uh, screaming at the telly, just just fucking just being a dick basically. Do you use uh, blue language? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the f bomb comes yeah. out quite a lot, which isn't good. Yeah. Because there's seven and nine, and they they, they can't be hearing that shit. Yeah. But fuck them. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> football with that. that fo- not football. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's they've got to learn somewhere. Yeah. It's better if it comes out of my mouth. Um, do you ever swear in the classroom, Billy? Do you know what? Have, you, have you ever sworn in the classroom? I've never ever sworn in the classroom. Like, um, it's funny because I just had uh, just had Parents' Day. You know when you, you meet all the parents and like it's really hard to like withdraw, withhold what you're trying to say. Like um, you always get the parents of like the naughty kids, and all that you ever really want to say to them is, "Your kid is a little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking ruining my life." All you can actually say is, uh, "He's got some behaviour difficulties." Like, yeah, you have to sort of learn to like get get your way through it without swearing. But no, I've never ever sworn in front of a kid. Good. Uh, yeah. Anyway. But I do like cause we we do listen to a lot of music like as we as we're doing work and stuff. Like Kendrick good. Lamar. Yeah, and I always like put a bit on a bit of Spotify, and uh, they we always like I tell them that there is going to be swearing in like the songs that we listen to, but they're just not allowed to tell anyone else. All right, brilliant. <laughs> well, do, do, do you still use um, sort of Spurs? As a method, a conduit. Yeah, yeah. Masters, it's, just, like. it's just got so standard now. Like in every single, <laughs> like every lesson, I just always put inspires references in there. Like every time there's a fucking maths problem, it's like Victor walked into them and he saw his mate Huang Min. Like, <laughs> how much did they spend and stuff like that? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's quality. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what did you think when, when that goal went in, Brick? Um, again, like you, like, like when you see, it kind of left his foot. And it was just like it was just rising, rising and rising. It was I just a thunder think, bastard, yeah. as Ian McIntosh would have said. That's what I tweeted as well. It was a, it was a, certainly a thunder bastard, and um, and I thought it kind of like you know he just it, I see it fly past the goalkeeper, but I didn't know if it, if it had gone in or not because it just was that quick. And then afterwards, when I saw everyone's body language, just I was like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was there's, like, oh my god, there's nothing better than watching your players. Wheel away yeah. after a goal. 
it, it Especially was... at Anfield, uh, at the cop as well, uh, in front of the cop. Yeah. Uh, there is, there's nothing better than uh, doing anything <clears throat> right there at the cop. Um, and then, obviously, shortly later, shortly after uh, Kane gets his penalty, um, Dele Alli feeds the ball in, takes a deflection off of... Can't remember who. Lovren. Lovren. No, no, it took a deflection before it hit uh, Lovren went to kick it. Now, the, oh, okay. the, the lie of the lad, like, I mean, we're going to talk about Liverpool fans, um, Steve, whining, little bitchedness, don't know what it, what, how you describe it. But um, the moment, the law of the, law of, uh, of the land is that if, if a player, if it hits, if it, if it, if it takes a deflection and goes through, that's still offside. Player has to make a concerted effort to play the ball, which Lovren did. He he was probably thrown off by the fact that it took a deflection, went to kick it. As minute he touches that ball, Kane is now active, so he can he, he can receive the ball without being offside. Uh, okay. So he takes it, goes past Carrius. Is it a penalty? Yeah. You thought it was a pen? Yeah. Carrius even said himself, I mean, that he, he clipped Kane, took him. I think he admitted it. Well, see, my 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 position was that he. He was almost diving before Carrius even came out. Like, I, 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 if, if it happened to Spurs, I'd have been aggrieved. In the same way, I was aggrieved that William got the penalty against Hummin Song. Thing is, like, there's, there's so many grey areas and stuff like that that he was running at pace and and he changed his direction of pace as well. He changed his direction of travel, so he's always going to be off balance. Um, and uh, the keeper touched Kane. Whether or not it was enough to send him tumbling to the floor, I don't care. Like, you make that contact, you're in a position that you've put yourself in, and mm. if he goes down and he gets awarded a penalty, you hear people saying, oh, he's cheating, he dived and stuff like that, but then you also hear of, oh, he won us a penalty, or you've just got to play... It's not very sportsmanlike uh, to dive and to go down at every kind of... Uh, Every time you're touched in the area, but um, Kane is, you know, he's normally he's quite an honest player. But if if he felt he he received enough of uh, enough contact for him to go down, then fuck it, I don't care. I think when a goalkeeper goes for the ball like that and misses it, like you, you just got nothing left to stand on. Have you really? You, you, you have s- to get the ball. You, you see to. see it time and time again. Yeah. He committed hundreds, and he had to because yeah. Kane would have buried it otherwise. Um, then he uh, then he misses because at that point you think well we're on the top we've been on top for 30 minutes um, Banyama's just scored this incredible goal we're all over him we get this some might say fortuitous penalty others might say Garrett like you know dead cert and you think there's no chance he's missing there's no chance he just doesn't miss penalties you know he's too calm too, his technique's too good he's too good a player and I, I, what do you think of the penalty? I don't think it was a bad penalty. It was just that you commit to one way or the other. He just should have got a little bit more lift. Well, I think uh, Kang himself, in, t- in an interview, says he has, um, yeah, he, he, he follows a pattern. Mm. So it's kind of like his pattern then would have been to stick it straight down the middle. That mm. it was, it was that turn to go that way. So all he had to do was hit it hard, hit it straight down the middle. And that's exactly what he did. And the, the keeper, stood up, though, to be fair. Yeah, the keeper stood there and, and took it, um, which is kind of a, obviously a gamble if you're not, you're not moving anywhere. 
Um, yeah, because any, anywhere... I mean, almost from a goalkeeper's perspective, that's the biggest kind of gamble. Yeah, oh, you, massively, yeah, you yeah. You choose not to move. You look like such a dick as well if they just put it slightly to the left and you're just stood right in the middle. Because yeah. that's all you would have had to done yeah. then. But it, it, like, as you say, he's made a commitment to, to, to go down the middle. Um, nine times out of ten, the goalkeeper dives left or right yeah. and it goes into the net, no problem. I thought fucking Lamella was going to get the uh, the rebound as well. It looked like it was going to fall right to him, and then I was that's it, yeah, oh. just going back to the swearing and punching the ground thing. I was, at that point, I was I, I was done. I was like, fuck, actually, this even before Salah scored, I was just like, no, because I thought this is it. We beat them because going yeah. into this game, I was I, I I'd, I'd almost written it off to a certain extent. I I, I had written it off, um, and I would say like at that point. Uh, when we when uh, we got awarded, what was it, the eighty fifth minute or something like that? When we got the got the pen, yeah. And I said to my kids, uh, I said to the girls, I said, I said, you might want to put your hands over your ears because Daddy might shout in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, all right then. So they just stood there, and put their hands <laughs> on their ears, and uh, and then I was like, eighty five minutes, Kane, hundred goals yeah. at the cop. Mm. Uh, in front of the cop, I was like, it's, 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 it's this, 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 this doesn't happen to Tottenham. It, yeah, wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't happen to us. And lo and behold, um, uh, the keeper saves it. And then I thought Lamella was going to go for the rebound. And then I was there. And then after, do you know when it's like it's happened? And mm. just like, oh man, fly. just internalising. And then my my kids are like, Dad, Dad. I thought you said you could be jumping around and stuff. <laughs> I was like, you f- motherfucker. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say. Don't, take your hands down, kids. <laughs> Get your hands down. I love the process that your brain goes through. Like when Kane missed that penalty, like I try and like console yourself. Right, we still got the point at Anfield. It's still not a penalty. So, and then the next, you know, five minutes, it got even crazier. It did. It did. How, how did you feel, Billy? When um, after all that, after all of the, the performances, and they were they were on their ass, and you know, we some might argue took a would have taken a deserved lead. They go up the other side, and Salah does something that you know, if Messi had done it. They'd be going crazy. What was that? I just thought, you know what? This is a sign from God. I'm moving to badminton now. Like this is this is what, this is what Tottenham is always going to be like. Like it can't get any worse now. Like we've we've gone, we've got the equaliser. We've almost gone ahead. We got the penalty, and then they go and win it in the last second. And um, that's one of the lowest I've felt this season. It was just like horrendous. I thought Fatonga had an excellent game of football, except for that moment where he showed so much space on the left. Oh, it's so mad, isn't it? But it's easy to say in hindsight, but you'd you'd expect him to 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 kind of just block the area. Vatonga, this season uh, and even last season has been fucking the transformation of him. He's been incredible. He's been. Amazing, but then looking back on it, uh, and like you like you're saying in hindsight, but like the position what he was in and like being shown, and he was so far over. Yeah, you just think that that doesn't like that he he doesn't normally make those it types. Ru- types of it most... seemed to be a rudimentary. Uh... Yeah, uh, we had a question from Stephen Vincent. He says, "Did anyone else disappoint that we didn't win the game after at the end of it? You kind of do you have any feeling? Do you feel like it's a fair result or?" Uh, I think it was a fair, yeah. I think it was a fair result overall. Like, I mean, Liverpool on the day can absolutely batter anyone at Anfield. They beat Man City there a couple of weeks ago. Mm. But I, I would have definitely taken a draw before. Like, it was so up and down though. At some points, we have to win the game, and looks like we're going to lose it. In the first half, I mean, we were lucky to even be in it in the first place. Um, so yeah, I was. I, I was ne- at, when the, as soon as the full time was gone, I was definitely not at any point disappointed with the draw. Well, just kind of we got out of, out of it, didn't we? I mean, got um, Ericsson was. See, this is another one. Like, to Liverpool fans, and some, some neutrals, they're saying it weren't a penalty. 
I don't understand what they what how the fact that Van Dyke kicked him up the arse. I get the fucking arse. I get I get that I get that Lamella came across him uh, and he did brilliantly by doing that. Very intelligently, yeah. kind of got himself between the ball and the trajectory of Van Dyke's kick. But you can't boot a player up the it's arse. It's one of them stupid cliches things. Like, I hate saying it, but that happens anywhere else on the pitch. It's not even a debate, is it? It's obviously a no, foul. Like, exactly. Kicks him straight in the fucking arse. I love, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, commentators and people saying he's like, clever by Lamella, but I uh, was thinking to myself, knowing Lamella, did, like, did he know that he was going to get fucking rifled up the arse <laughs> in his thigh? Because if that, if he knew, and I, <laughs> the way I think about Lamella, if he knew he was going to get a belt in, in his leg... He probably wouldn't have done that. Well, no, it's funny you say that. I think Lamella's one of the more spiteful, toughest members of us. What? He loves yeah. getting stuck in. Oh, yeah, he loves know. getting it. This is that was part of it. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. You yeah. reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh mate, where, 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 show me the facio. Uh, he, oh mate, he's a facio. No, he ain't. He's he not. Is, mate. Ericsson is not fucking facio. You've just got a big problem with Lamella. You always have. I have, mate. Yeah, but you got an easy. What, 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 what's my problem with? Because you cost thirty million pounds. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one who remembers me. I won't remember you again because you, all you do is fuck it. Every time you visit, he's worth 30 million. And now, in today's money, he's worth 30 million. You've got to concede that. I don't know. So, Soko costs 30 mil, so he must be able to cross yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's what it is. You've got to just let it go, Rick. I can't let him. it go. I it's can't. not his fault. He was, he was here to replace Bale. Who he said hasn't. that? No, I did. You created that agenda. No, no, no. No, the paper did. The paper. And I believe in it. <laughs> um, yeah, he got across, and then obviously Kane gets that penalty in the last minute. Was it, did you have any fear at that stage? Because when, do you, you know, when, when an opposing team get a penalty against you, your goal looks huge, your goalkeeper looks tiny. When Kane, it, to me, my head, it looked like he was shooting into a five-a-side goal. Yeah. It was like that small, and Carrius looked huge. Imagine the fucking nerves he was feeling at that point, man. I mean, I can't even, can't even begin to imagine what it's like stepping up for that penalty after he just missed one. 94th minute right in front of the Liverpool fans Jesus Christ uh, I for, for the second one like that, the, the first one I kind of felt that it was, it was going to sky it or something was going to happen because he just you know it's out of luck but um, with uh, with that second one in your mind in your mindset no matter what your fucking pattern is or what the rotor is and where it's going to go you think to yourself if I put it into a corner like, but if he saves it, then fucking fair play. But yeah. you know that that's getting, that's going in if you put it into the corner. Yeah, and, yeah. and then he, he he did that. It with, wasn't it, it, it wasn't no, it wasn't directly into the corner. Yeah, it wasn't it was with great force. Yeah. It was with force, and the keep went the wrong way. Yeah. Essentially, um, we've got a question from Bulk underscore Nasty uh, on Twitter. He says, "Is it acceptable that I draw uh, that I enjoy the draw more than the Man United win solely because of the amount of whining coming from Liverpool supporters? <laughs> Have you ever known a group of fans to complain as much as Liverpool fans, or the, the kind of whistling over, or or, or like booing, or making noise over things that are clearly not even contentious?" And I'd say the only other club that that does it as well, as bad as that, is Everton. So I, I don't know if there's a correlation with that city or not. Fucking. No, it was, it was amazing. Like, I mean, I saw some Liverpool fans tagging fucking Met Police in the tweets, like saying, that's what they sound like. Imagine that, you're ringing 999 and fucking someone answers going, oh shit, my house is being burgled, can you please someone send someone? And going, no, sorry, all our officers are busy at the moment, they're watching the replay of the Harry Kane penalty. <laughs> I mean, what? It's just, it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, it... They are a different breed. They really are. And 
it's frustrating when when they were one nil down. When we were one nil down, and they were still they were doing it, and like there'd be standard challenges. Like the referee, in my opinion, had a good game. I don't, and it's easy for me to say as a Spurs fan, but I think you speak to a vast majority of people, and they would say the same thing. It's fit. Some fucking <laughs> fucking bottle on them as well. Like they made some big calls like against against the away fans, mm. against the home fans. Sorry, and like the linesman gave a penalty like that. You don't see that very often. Like the linesman giving a penalty. It's incredibly difficult to go to Old Trafford to go to Anfield. Places like that where, where yeah, where, where you'll get a decision. Normally, you know the decision is going to go for the home team, and, you, and you're already playing against like twelve men already. But um, yeah, for, for, for the ref and the linesman to to stick by those decisions and rightly by those decisions as well. And uh, it doesn't matter how many. Well, it, obviously, the, the the amount of noise and the, the home fans will affect uh, kind of your decision, but. They they were right in what they did, and like you break it down and whatever angles and like uh, let it by the door and all that like they, they were both the correct decision. I mean, for that linesman to give a penalty in the ninety fourth minute, the referee didn't give it himself. Like it's just like it's, it's incredible, really. Like and he got the right decision as well. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, it was, it was fucking funny. Look, there's my, my issue. Everybody on this podcast knows how much I hate Liverpool, and there's no reason why I should hate. Liverpool, you know, they're not my rivals, they're not Arsenal, they're not Chelsea, they're not West Ham. But because of the way they behave, that's what's made me hate them. And, and, and they're, they're kind of complaining about the injustice of, uh, of what happened yesterday when it's debatable. When you had the biggest cheating scumbag at your football club, not only the biggest cheating scumbag, proven racist as well, and you defended him. So don't give me this fucking pious bullshit. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's like, oh, well, you know, Spurs cheated their way to that draw you fucking cheated your way to second place Suarez was the biggest cheat in the game yeah and not only that racist as well yeah I think one of my favourite things about it was just how angry Klopp was as well like, oh mate I yeah. mean after that second goal I think he ran so far down the touchline that he ended up in Everton like he was just it, it, like it, I've just been watching it on replay over and over again knowing that, that still that celebration means fuck all cause is that is that a respectful it. way to behave is that a way a decent human being behaves you behave? never see Pochettino doing that he's, 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 he's so funny yeah uh, but, but um, I think um when Klopp ran down the touchline and he was giving it and stuff like that, and then when we scored, uh, Potts didn't run down the touchline, but he was like proper fist pumping, yeah. as yeah. you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, but he was standing his. It was in the realms of decency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got, you were allowed to you celebrate, yeah, yeah. and he was do doing it. it with his back to Klopp. Yeah, so he was doing it to to, to our fans, but 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 he, Klopp was like running down like he won the World Cup. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. And Potts is very reserved in general, like. But when that, you see, when the full time was to went, he like ran onto the pitch screaming and shouting. Like, he did. Po- Pochettino. Did, did he did really? It. You don't normally see that from him, but obviously it was like proper buzzing after that. Clock, <laughs> his mask has slipped massively. So he came in as this kind of affable, lovable, kind of dippy German football genius, but an absolute kind of a bit of a kind of. Uh, like a fool, like I, I'm, I'm pretending to be like more friendly and dumb and glim than uh, glim, glib. I don't know, whatever. He, he's kind of like, I don't know. He's just he he created a false pretense of who who he is, and then when a few decisions go against him, he turns into a nasty, snarling, you know, fucking spiteful. Yeah, he's a proper dick. He's a he's an absolute dick. He's at a perfect perfect football club, in my opinion. Yeah, he is. Yeah. he is. He really is. You know he's a dick when he got him to celebrate West Brom, drawing two all West Brom. That's a proper dick behaviour. Um, anything else? I think that pretty, pretty much sums it. I, I can't think of anything else. 
All right, so uh, second half of the podcast will include talking about Deli Ali's dick. Oh, I was going to... Oh, no, OK. What? No, I was going to say about Deli Ali's dive. What dive? Well, uh, no, he, got, he got carded. Oh, yeah. Uh, what would you think of his kind of uh, conduct in the area? Um, for, for me, when I, when I saw it, um, I like that I asked the question and I'm going to answer it. Um, so... Well, I, I don't know what you know, he got carded for simulation, but he he went down under a kind of a challenge or a challenger that was coming or that he expected to, that was that was going to take him out, and he went down. But he didn't he didn't look up or he didn't he do didn't a card sim, yeah. simulation. He didn't appeal for it. He didn't like. So yeah, what happens if you're running and you, and you fall over? Well, no, come on, mate. Sorry. No, I mean, like, he, it doesn't matter whether he appealed for it afterwards. You can't he just appealed go, for it. He did well. He died. Yeah, he, he, I remember what, he, what it was. He died. I think he died. He died. Yeah, of course he died. So, so, so it's if he died. Well, I don't make you seem to be... I, I think you're being biased now. You sound like a I Liverpool am. fan. I am. Yeah, you don't want to be that. Um, yeah, I'd, uh, generally, I'm not... But I, the, it, the question yeah. is, like, how, how, do, so, you, I, no, how I, do you feel about having a... Uh, I, I, get it, I get it. Protagonist in, in your team, yeah. Antagonist, yeah. I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I understand why everybody hates him. If he wasn't a Spurs player, I'd loathe his guts. But he is, so fuck everyone. Because we haven't had one of those in. I used to. So I used only to, successful teams have one of those kind of players. I, I remember, like, uh, I, I was thinking, like. You know when you look at your, your kind of well actually uh, Robbie Savage kind of springs to mind mm. and like um, there's other players that you just Stephen like Hunt. that give you the, the that give you the absolute needle and uh, just uh, they're just being dicks all the time. Yeah, but now you look at like Ian Wright uh, we, was yeah, working. We, was we never Vieira. had one for years, and I always wanted one, and now I've got one. It's like when I see him play acting and diving, and I'm like, I can deal with this. Yeah, I think oh, they wait, need a new, a new stat after the Tottenham games now. Like they've got like the attempts, shots on target. I think they need to put, start putting like the, the blood pressure of West Ham and Arsenal fans <laughs> after every game. Like, you get like hundreds of West Ham fans going fucking Dali Ali. Yeah, fucking yeah, they loathe him. They loathe him. It's They're brilliant. dying to just brilliant. screen racial um, slurs at him, but they can't because obviously this isn't a world where you can do that anymore. Thankfully, it's just the uh, the, the uh, what I do. You know, like the um, United game, the Sanchez where he just clad him. Yeah, oh, mate, I, I, yeah. yeah, I loved it. <laughs> He knows what he was doing. Everyone knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like, some some people are saying this. Well, oh, like he's lucky he didn't get a red. Fuck off! Yeah, that no one's getting a red. red for that. Come on, it's just it was beautiful. And and, and people, like there were some Spurs fans. Um, I, I read uh, on Reddit actually. The guy. Uh, I don't like to see people do that. Yeah, no, it <laughs> no, wasn't. It wasn't. It was just like it was the um, you know. The, no, actually, someone posted on Reddit saying. Um, like given the fact that Sanchez has fucked off Arsenal to Man United, like shouldn't we be? Why why were we booing him? At Wembley, and you're like, what the fuck, man? What, 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 what do you mean? He's it's a ridiculous. fucking gooner, and he's joined another rival. Ain't there's nothing to applaud him for? No. Um, anyway, we, n- n- in, in a bit, we're gonna talk about Delia's dick. Yeah, we need Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loanies, and I've sort of forgotten what I've told you about. So much happened uh, towards the end of the transfer window. So Luke Amos went on loan to Stevenage, Anton Walks to Portsmouth, and Shayona Harrison to Southend. 
apologies if I'm repeating myself. I, I'm not sure where I got up to. This week, we had lots of players who weren't involved for their loan clubs. So Nkudu was an unused sub, as well as Shane Harrison, Connor Ogilvie. And Marcus Edwards and Ryan Loft were not selected in the squads at all for uh, Norwich City and Exeter. Edwards was talked up a little bit by the Norwich manager this week. He said that he'd impressed him in training, but clearly he hadn't done enough to earn himself a place on the bench. One man who was on the bench, though, was Josh Onomar, who came on 22 minutes from the end for Villa in their 3-2 win against Burton. I cannot understand why we've left him there. It seems like a bizarre decision. He's just making cameos off the bench at the moment. He he looked good in the previous cameo. It was televised. I saw him come on. He sort of played in the centre of a 4-1-4-1 and he looked really good he was getting on the ball and driving forward in the closing stages and creating space and, and pressing and winning the ball back so that was good but yeah he's he's not going to be getting consistent minutes and certainly not in his, his favourite position so it's really strange we've left him there elsewhere Anton Walk scored a goal on his debut for Portsmouth which is fantastic it was a kind of back post tap in from a set piece but fair play to Walks he's someone who I'd really written off as a footballer Obviously, he then had that lone move at Atlanta United, which seemed to work wonders for him. He's always had the physical capability. I was worried about his close control and, and passing ability, but he's done great. I'm really pleased for him, and it's looking like he's going to make himself a decent career. Um, also, finally, Luke Amos made his debut for Stevenage. He played 90 minutes in their 3-2 defeat at Accrington. He sort of played a narrow right midfield role, and from the brief highlights I saw... He looked quite tidy. He was pressing. Uh, there was a nice cameo where he nutmegged the player and drove at the defence. So, yeah, all good stuff from Amos, and I hope he has a good spell there. And finally, Cameron Carter-Vickers played 90 minutes in a 2-0 away win at Sunderland for Ipswich. He was in the team once again with Grant Ward, who he would have played with at some point in his Spurs youth career, I'm sure. Moving on to the youth teams, the under-18s drew 1-0 against Southampton. Rio Griffiths with our goal scorer his 17th goal of the season. A friend of mine was there on Saturday and he was raving about the performance of Brooklyn Lions Foster, one of the young centre-backs, who was one of two players that Scott Parker picked out post-match, the other being Maxwell Statham. Lions Foster looks very, very capable at under-18 level. I'm hoping he'll get promoted to under-23 level before the season's out. I'd like to see um, a back three at the under-23s with Lions Foster and uh, Ayoma and Tanganga, who I think are all really promising players. In other news for the under-18s, they've been drawn at home to Arsenal in the semi-finals of the under-18 Premier League Cup. That's being played on Saturday the 17th of February at Hotspur Way, kick-off 11am. The under-23s won 3-1 at Old Trafford, their first win since October. Great news for them. The goals came from Bennett's, Rolls and Sterling, and Sterling missed a penalty at 0-0. Now they're playing Liverpool this evening, it's Monday evening, um... Liverpool are playing four full internationals in Danny Ings, Dominic Solanke, Adam Lalana, and Ben Woodburn, who of course plays for Wales. A very strong team. And our under-23 side is missing Oakley Booth, Skip and Sheshua, who are all on the bench. I do wonder if that means they might be involved against Newport on Wednesday. Probably being a bit hopeful there, but it does seem strange that those three would be on the bench and not in the starting eleven. Anyway, fingers crossed for that match. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for coming your Spurs. Uh, second half of the Final Cut podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Um, 
So yes, Deli Ali's porno video. I wouldn't. I wouldn't porno call, video. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a De- Deli Ali sex tape. I mean, that in the loosest. I mean, he was naked, and and there was a naked bird in front of him, and um, loads of men. Or oh, I'd imagine a couple of men, at least one screaming, screaming man. Yeah. Uh, and he was laughing as uh, he uh, puts his penis inside a, a girl's mouth. Um, first off, before we go into the details of it, so I want to break it down and review it. Mm. Um, scene by scene, play by play. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was eight seconds long. Uh, I mean... That's it, long enough. Yeah, it's, it's long enough. Uh, what, 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 how does it make you feel? Anything? Do you care? Or, uh, I mean, I, would you rather it not? I mean, I've seen some things on Twitter today saying, you know, people start calling for him to be banned and like... Banned? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I mean... What, what, what? I literally just saw it and then I, mean, I don't think I'll ever think about it again. Like, it's not. It's really not an issue. I don't think. Uh, Rick, um, obviously because he's uh, in the public eye, uh, England player, Tottenham player. Mm. Um, he's he's. There's going to be comments on it, but if I, <laughs> you know, if you if I'd seen the amount of. Uh, video clips of people in similar situations, people I know, uh, or mates of mates and stuff like that, uh, of shit that, it, you know, this is real life. <laughs> this is what happens with the, the the advent of camera phones and how readily available you can film someone doing a, a line of coke off the back of a phone or getting their dick sucked. Mm. You know, shit like that happens. Um, and... I don't know how old he was. It, it, it's it's certainly before he got tattooed, so I'm not sure when that was. It, well, you know, he it, looks young, but he still looks young now. So, so it, it could be, it could be whenever. But um, he is from MK. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm from MK. We do like to fuck. <laughs> so uh, we've got nothing to do, mate. It's nothing to do. Film each other. <laughs> just getting fucking. Yeah. Why no, no such... fucking, just getting sucked off. Why, why is it such a laughing MK? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, like my mates have, uh, like, get shagging. All right, let me film it and, and uh, put it out on the internet. Why is that such a thing in MK? Know. I don't know. We've got Weather Spoons, Bar Revolution, and getting sucked off. <laughs> film, that's it. So we got. Um, but, yeah, I mean, deal, like, it? I, I, I don't think. Well, I. It's amongst kind of like, I I I don't want to sound like I'm this kind of like uh, guy that, that subscribes to like filming all kinds of like stupidness like like this. But you should be wise enough as a professional footballer and as a human being anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- regardless of fucking whether you're you're a Premier League football player. Like, if you and your missus are filming, you're messing around and doing whatever, okay, fair enough. But when one of your mates is filming or mm. a, a teammate or whatever, there's going to be, uh, I was going to say, there's going to be tears, but... You can well, just imagine some some guy sitting like the Adidas office and the BT Sport office thinking, fucking hell. Yeah. Like, he's like the face of their two companies and they can see that and like, they're just fucked now, aren't they? I mean, the fucked up thing about this industry is, uh, is that as long as he keeps... Well, he hasn't been playing that well, but if he plays well, it wouldn't matter what he'd done. I mean, if if Carl Walker's allegedly Carl Walker's missus gets licked out by a pug, then and he can goes on to sign a massive deal with Man City, I don't think Deli Ali's got a lot to worry about. Jesus Christ! Um, so let's just break down what we've seen in the, like eight or nine seconds of yeah. of the. Uh, for those, I'm sure no one listening to this hasn't seen it, but unless you're kind of stand up human being who doesn't revel in this kind of stuff, and I, I put myself in that camp, but. 
I had to watch it. Um, so there's a couple of things that bother me. One, he's completely bullet naked, and there's other blokes watching, which is fine. Yeah. But there was nothing sexy about. It. <laughs> like you, you have you have to be aroused in order to get. He, he's told there's a couple. <laughs> he's got to be aroused on some level. Yeah. And there's a bird, naked bird in front of him, but his mates are there screaming with laughter as he gets a blowjob from this poor bird. I mean, I say poor bird, she's willing to willingly, no doubt, I mean, I'd assume. But it's just the fact that he's holding it, holding his willy and directing it into her mouth is, is what I felt a bit yeah, weird about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I... I I've, I've been at work today, so I haven't had a, a full chance to really kind of study the video. I will do later. Right. But I, I, it didn't look like he was particularly erect. <laughs> well, the, the, the few seconds... But he wasn't flaccid, unless he was a very, like... In, in, unless he was kind of... Always carries around a semi. <laughs> and just bowls around with semi-automatic when they're ready to go. Anyway, uh, but <laughs> the thing is, it's more like... Uh, I don't know, it's like... You're, you're in that environment, like, I like her head is turned to the back. Yeah, the, thank the, fuck the, you can't see it. And, and like someone's filming, so you should obviously if you, if you don't consent to that, then that's fucking out of order. You should never ever do that. Yeah, because she may well have not thought, didn't realise. Yeah, exactly. That's that's awful. You should never do that. No, it's fucked up. Um, always make them sign a consent form. <laughs> no, <I'm only> joking. <laughs> uh, um, You've got some. <laughs> Some consent form performers in your pocket, in case. But um, yeah, and and that is bad. But um, when you're in a room, I mean, there's a uh, it, like he's naked, she's naked. There's obviously someone else in in the room, yeah. cracking up at what's going on. Mm. It, and you know, I, it should send I, I, I alarm think, bells to both of them. I, I think any anybody, any young woman out there who's, I mean, listened to this, but also has just watched it, like, realise what you're getting involved in. And, and these players have a... There are a lot of young girls that would, would fawn over a professional footballer because they may be able to end up in a relationship or they're excited by the situation. Now, I understand it. And it's a story to tell. It's a story to tell, yeah, absolutely. But they've also, as professional footballers, have a role to realise... A, a responsibility, realising that these girls would do things that they wouldn't otherwise do because of your status. Yeah. And in this current climate that, that Deli Ali and anybody else involved has to be acutely aware of that. And that's not to say that she isn't completely involved or it, it, happy to go along with it, but you've got to be so fucking careful. It really has. And, 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 and the, the, the thing that, that, that made me feel a little bit awkward was the kind of historical laughter in the background. Yeah, and what, yeah. I don't like what kind of mates are these guys like I mean your, your mates are, you know, I don't know obviously don't know when it was but a guy is a world superstar mm. and you, like you're for whatever reason you're filming that but like why, how has it got into the public domain like, like you know why is it being shared and yeah, that kind of that's what I'm saying. It's, the, it's ridiculous the biggest like. dickhead in this is the person who uploaded it that, that's the dickhead yeah because you kind of you're obviously you're damaging the career of uh, young professional footballer who's undoubtedly going to make mistakes and, and has the world at his feet you know opportunities women throwing themselves at him and a lot of you know lots of I to use a cliche but red-blooded males would find it hard to turn down situations like that <clears throat> but um, 
you've got a role to a, a responsibility to uh, ensure that that sort of stuff doesn't get out. You know, it's for the, for the sake of the girl. Like, thank fuck that her face wasn't shown. Mm. I mean, presumably she's quite young at the time as well. I mean, it's pretty disgusting, really. Like, they, like they're sort of you know using her as the, like the butt of the joke or whatever. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? I think that's what's dis- distasteful about it all is that this young girl. Or I mean, presumably she's young. Presumably, yeah. I mean, she's certainly not old. You know, is is the kind of it, it, regardless of her age, it's. Uh, um, yeah, it's a tiny little bit <laughs> fucking out of order. I think. Yeah, yeah. The more, yeah, the more I think about it, I'm just a bit like, I don't, uh, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult because, like, yeah, I do, I do feel, but because because obviously there's so much exposure there now, and not just because it's a Spurs player, and it could have been any player. I, I just, yeah, like you're saying, that that girl is the butt end of the joke. Mm. Um, of this, and, and maybe she's like fully compliant and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah film it, it's well funny. No, no one, no one knows, no, no one knows, and it could be like, oh, look, I'll get my fifteen minutes of fame. I, look, I, I don't know, and like, whatever a reason, she, that she may have been happy for it to go on, but it just, I, I, what I don't understand is what's sexy about any of this. I don't think it's sexy. No, it ain't. But but you're you're in a situation where you're butt naked and you're about to get a fucking uh, like a, a suck job, and your mates around filming like what What part of that is like yeah this turns me on unless I don't know power trip because and, and the thing that bothers me most about all this is the way he's just holding his willy like when I've never I've had a fair few blowjobs in my life right but I've, ne- I've never held my dick nah. while it's happening I don't, I don't get that nah I uh, no I don't even I mean, don't even have to analyse it too much I'm just saying nah I'm good at like alright good the old black lace remember that <laughs> <laughs> Ricky's penis is unfeasibly dark. <laughs> what? My mother-in-law listens to this, man. We can't like. Does she still listen? Yeah. After seven years. Yeah. God bless Carmel. I know. So your mother-in-law is currently picturing your penis. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, yeah, well, we've, much, we've yeah, talked yeah. about it before. We've talked yeah, about we it have, before. Yeah. She's Car- talked about it. I can't believe Carmel still listens to this podcast. She does. Yeah. She yeah, doesn't yeah, even yeah. like football. I know. She well, she loves us. Oh, she just loves your that. penis. That's why she tunes in. Not in that way, unless. No. No. Not yet. God bless you, Carmel. I hope you're well. Thank you for downloading. <laughs> and uh, I hope to see you soon. <laughs> I, see, I see my dad at Euston earlier as well. He goes, oh, he goes, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to do the pod. He goes, oh, I'll listen later. All oh, right. No, there he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows the black lace. As <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, uh, Kane's in the Players' Tribune. If, if people don't know, Players' Tribune is a, an amazing blog where they get sports stars from around the world, uh, mainly in America, but they occasionally go into football as well. And they get the players to write articles about their own careers. And Kane wrote an article about how, from being rejected by Arsenal at eight years old to scoring 100 Premier League goals, it's a really fascinating insight into his psychology um, yeah, and what, what's made him the man he is. So, yeah, I think one of my favourite things about it, like we've got all these, like, I mean, this season in particular, there's been all these stories in the media about Real Madrid and all this kind of thing. And like now, as as a Tottenham fan, there's sort of the seeds of doubt are starting to be sown in your in our minds a little bit, yeah. And then when you read that article, it's like everything that you hope he would say, he, he kind of says, and it's just like, oh man, this is well, this is what you want him. What well, like. the, the the bit that I love the most is when he talks about. Um, winning the league in the new stadium with, with his, my mates with my mates it was though that with my mates and it shows you something about the psychology of our dressing room is that they don't see each other as teammates but actual friends winning the league with my mates that's the kind how, of thing you um, say when you're a kid when how, how gushing he is over Postino as well is like it's, it's really encouraging like I think 
from, from what taking that into from what it says in, the, in there, like you'd imagine that as long as Parker's around, then I th- you'd think they would hope that Kane's still going to be around as well. Like he seems to like, adore him, doesn't he? Which is, yeah, I mean, the only scenario you can think is if uh, Real Madrid take Pochettino and they're like, he wants, to, yeah, I want Harry Kane. Now. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> saying, take, take our manager and our, our best player. Um, I, I, I just feel like both of them have enough time to wait. Like Pochettino. It's been, it's been mooted a little bit about because Zidane's he's undoubtedly going to be sacked in the next three or four months. They want to get Pochettino in. I feel like Pochettino feels that he's got unfinished business at Spurs, undoubtedly. And he has the time in his career in order to, to make that move later on in Real Madrid yeah. after he's done everything he can. Because his legacy isn't going to be created at Real Madrid. His legacy is going to be created here. And if he can win the league with Tottenham, FA Cups... A, st- a stint at the Champions League all of that's within our capability I think he buys into the idea that with this new stadium the new income that we'll be able to pay the money that we need to in order to get the success that we've promised yeah. for so long and to get that for him to build Spurs out of not nothing but he's done so well with what you know what was at his disposal that that would define his career so early on if he can do it, I think like Kane and Poch are both uh, both very young, um, and they know that when they get into the new stadium, there's there's going to be a few more years at least um, to, to to see what kind of uh, throws up in their career, and they'll have everything. They're, they're, I mean, like Poch knows that um, after things bedding, he'll have the money to spend, um, and then wages will increase and be able to. Keep hold of his players, and Kane knows exactly exactly the same. And like, like you're saying to win, to win the league with your mates, it's like if you were to do something that is amazing in your life, and you do it with um, like work colleagues, it, it, it's nice, it's all right. But if I was to do it with like my mates mm. and enjoy and have that experience with like my, my proper mates, it would just be like. Be insane, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I, think, I think the reality is Kane is going to win a league title one day. He, he will. Yeah, of course. Like, if it's not at Tottenham, then he will simply go and do it somewhere else. Like he's too good not to have won a league title, and he will win a league title. We just got to pray that it's with us, like, and the stars align. I see him being as long as Pochettino's around, being another three or four years in yeah. Spurs, and then if we haven't done yeah. it. Then, then can... But even if he has, I think even if we do win, he, that he wins a league with Spurs. I don't. You could, at some point, you can see him trying to have a go at something else. And you know, fuck Why wouldn't you like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't begrudge him that. Oh, I'd begrudge him now if he left and were on the brink of something very special. And we've always had it in the past where our best players have left us: Modric, Berbatov, Carrick, yeah. Bale. Yeah, Bale as well. You don't, just don't be one of them. Don't be just kind of one of the guys that were great and and we then have to forget about you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was fascinating. That <clears throat> to, uh, it's mooted that it will be the first two hundred million pound. If he's to leave, it would cost two hundred million pounds from uh, Real Madrid. It's a lot of dough. Yeah. Um, Matuidi will miss the first leg against Tottenham. Uh, this comes after news that Dybala will also miss out. These are two of the, the best players. Dybala will. Dybala's yeah, not he's fit. Injured, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Gee. Gee. Um, just as a quick kind of preview, what? How do you? What, what's your feelings towards the Champions League currently? I don't know, man. I, I, when I saw that Dybala's injured a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking I was buzzing. You know, I was thinking, you know, that's, that's such a big swing in our favour. But then I was, I, like, 
I, I don't follow Italian football whatsoever. But then I sort of had a quick glance at their team, and they've got they still got some like incredible players. They got like Higuain, um, they got Douglas Costa, and they, got, they just got they can damage teams so much. Like, Sandro as well. Yeah, they have. And but suddenly Real Madrid, they had Real Madrid, uh, they had Real Madrid, they had Real Ronaldo. I think um, we're going to have to play like we did on Wednesday twice to get, to go through the tie. Like if we play that level, then anything's possible. But do, don't you think with the tie, sometimes the Spurs, and sometimes the magnitude of the situation. We kind of rise to it, and there have been experiences yeah. in the past where we haven't done that. Um, the semi-final against Chelsea last year, we had the very odd formation of Son playing left wing back. But we don't shy away from massive ties anymore. I just think we've got to be careful though, because we could easily go there and they can put two or three past us at home, and then like the ties over straight away. So if we can come out of that away leg with still in the tie, maybe get an away goal, maybe get a draw. A one all would take yeah, that'd be one. I think I don't know why, but I just think that. But we, we will. I don't, I don't know. It I, I don't smacks know. of it. It smacks. I, it's kind of like I, in, I going into we'll, Inter Milan. Yeah, I think we'll get something from that game and then bring it back to. Um, oh, it's about to say what I name. Yeah, bring it back probably. to Wembley and then uh, we'll, we'll raise raise the roof there. But um, yeah, Juve, they. They're second. Are they second? Are still second uh, at the just moment. Gone, they went top. They went. They won seven out the weekend. I think they, I think they top. <laughs> and then there's Napoli as well. But yeah, yeah, did Nap- Napoli win though? I don't, didn't see if they won. I know they had a game in hand. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> we're, we're, uh, it's, it's difficult. Like, will you, one you, eye be on Serie A and, try, and trying to yeah. uh, be uh, maintaining the champions for, for me? Right. Um, the, the, this this question is always always asked. For you, would it be, um, I know we're not in the minute, uh, Premier League or Champions League to win, like Spurs? I mean, at this stage, where we are, we know that we can't win the Premier League, then Champions League, but... Would that be well fun if we did win the, the Premier team, League? <laughs> uh, uh, at this stage, I just think winning the Champions League, you, you could rub it in the noses of so many people. Yeah. And it's the one thing Arsenal have never done as well. Exactly. So, yeah, that's what I'm, so when I say so many people, I meant all of the Arsenal fans. <laughs> yeah. well. Like you haven't done it. Oh, you haven't won the league. <laughs> so you kind of you kind of written into the history books forever if you win the Champions League, aren't you? And that's yeah. Like, I mean that that's the pinnacle. And you know you saw Liverpool do it, and um, you know th- th- there's been examples of other teams getting through. I think that it could be favourable for us. There's some other big sides that mean like Chelsea, Barcelona. Chelsea could beat Barcelona. It could happen. Um, you know. The, who knows <laughs> ultimately Spurs' form apart from that Man City game and even the Southampton away two games out of the last 15 or 16 or so has been pretty fucking good mm. and we're at a stage now where we're, we've got so many good players we can we can literally beat anyone on our day if we if everything clicks for us like, we can steamroll any team and we were so good with Adeverald at the back before the Real Madrid injury um, and we've got Lucas coming in uh, once he gets match fit in a couple of weeks, he'll be ready to go. Give us another dimension, another option. You know, who just, knows? Just, just believe it. Dad, Dad was saying he's going to play on Wednesday. I was like, he's not going to play on Wednesday. No, Lucas. Yeah. Oh, what was that? What was his source? Uh, him. <laughs> him. Him and Sky Sports. Probably Merson. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he, he, he might. He might get thirty minutes against about. What, no, no. So, I don't ball. think so. No. I mean, surely even at fucking ten percent, he can do something. Like even te- just ten, 10 minutes. minutes. Just ten <laughs> yes. minutes. Take a few people on. All right. Um, <laughs> Uh, Bardi asks, whose salt is better, Arsenal's or Liverpool's? I mean, Liverpool, uh, Ars- I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I hate Arsenal, but they're not, they're not the saltiest. They, they tend to 
They are way more dramatic, but uh, the goons are pretty fucking. They're pretty salty. Though, are they? Yeah, know. well, like any anything that happens, like anything, it's always like oh, small cup mentality. Oh, but they haven't won it. It's just like this kind of same repetitive like anything that ever happens. But that that's kind of a, a, a kind of that's an umbrella take on it all. That's that's kind of like how Arsenal fans see us. It's that they always have, they'll always be that way. Yeah, but they're... No, I think they are salty because they know... It's happening. Yeah, they know that there's a power shift on the way. I love oh. that. I love, I love that. I do love the Liverpool <laughs> salt, though, because, like, I mean, we get it every single year. They always say, oh, we're going to finish above Tottenham, it'll be easy. I think we finished above them six times out of the last seven now or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that Roger season, like... It is always good to have a team like Liverpool that we always seem to better than in the end. I think Liverpool's fans are fucking... It's insane how, how they behave. And it's almost like they don't, they don't care how they're seen by the yeah. rest of them. And there's something admirable about that. But there's also something like you've got to have some level of reality about how you view football. I mean, any, the world isn't against any like set of, any set of fans who boo someone for being racially abused, like they can just get straight in the bin. Can't they? Yeah, yeah all, all the way, all the way. Yeah. Um, uh, AT Spurs says, "Why is Trippier even playing for a top six side? Why is he even play- why? What's he even doing near our squad, Billy? What? What? In what world could Trippier even conceive to be playing in that Tottenham side?" I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of, I, I really warmed to Trippier last season. Like, he was sort of like this cult figure who was sort of was always on the periphery because we had Carl Walker, yeah. and um, like obviously Carl Walker is by far a better player out of the two of them. And then like, the more he sort of came into the forefront of the team, you kind of like realised, shit, this is this is like a big weak link for us. Like, but then like, I mean, Wednesday against Man United, he had a really good game. So I thought he was good against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. A, he's a solid player. He's a solid player. I think. Again, now, now Ria has sort of worked his way up as the first choice. Now that I think, I think Trippier is, a, is an excellent backup right back. I, don't, I think he's not good enough to be a starting right back. So, but as a, as a backup right back who might play twenty game, twenty league games a season, yeah. you can't really argue with that, can we? I think yeah, prob- I don't think you'll, you'll struggle to find a better one anyway. But I tell you, 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 yeah, the problem is you listen to some Spurs fans, and it's as if. He shouldn't be anywhere near our team. I mean, he's played. What's he played against Real Madrid this year when we beat him? Yeah. Played against uh, you know Man United when we beat him. Yeah. You know, he's, he's played well in some big games. Like I know he had a shocker the other day in the cup. I think it was. But yeah, he did. He did. Um, he's a good. I, mean, I think he's good. You got to get off his back. I don't, I don't. No one thinks that he should be our starting right back or starting wing back forever. But as someone who comes in, you can't. You're not going to get fucking two world class right wing backs who, no. who are willing to sit on the bench and play half the games. And the thing is, attitude is perfect for, for his role. Yeah, and like you can't. I mean, Carl Walker was excellent. He was, and um, like mm-hmm. under Poch, um, he come along. Uh, he, he certainly made some strides. And how fast he was at getting forward and then coming back and hustling. Like Trips ain't that guy, but um, he he puts some good crosses in, and he's like he's kind of he's more steady, um, and he isn't going to be like he's starting eleven, you know, right right back. But when he when he fills in and when he needs to fill in, yeah, he's had some shit games, but he's also fully deserved his place. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not Rick for the thirty percent are still listening. Yeah. Tell us the story that you forgot to tell us a couple of weeks ago about why you was pissed off for your missus. 
Uh, what, Sophagate? Yeah, Sophagate, that was it, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I kind of, you know, when you bury stuff in your mind, so me and my missus... Um, Do you bury it down? Yeah, 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 deep, yeah, so deep, yeah, yeah, deep down. Deep, yeah. That's it in concrete, never never to rem- remind yourself of it again. But basically, me and my missus, we decided on a sofa, we went to a reputable um, sofa company... And we went there, and um, as we were going through... Was there some significant outlay here? Yeah, 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 two, two grand. Two grand. Two grand for the new sofa. And um, as the, the sales assistant that was there was saying, this is the one you want, and what colour, and all that lot. And I was saying, yeah, 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 I've been through all this, love. Like, all right, where, where do you want me to sign? She was like, these are the dimensions. And she, she repeated them, and I, and I kind of like said, yeah... I had a glance and look at my missus, and I said, "These are the, this is the right thing that we're doing, yeah? It is right-hand facing, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah. And then I stared into, like, the whites of her eyes and was like, those dimensions, it is going to fit into that alcove, yeah? And she was like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you pressing me like this? Yeah, it was. It was kind of like the audacity to question her. Yeah. And she'd done the measuring and all that. Like, yeah. Signed all the papers and that. And then uh, got home. Everything was fine. High-fived, excited. We're getting this new luxury sofa and that. And I was at work like five days later and uh, <laughs> got a phone call and my missus is crying down the phone to me. It's like, oh, ma'am, like, what's happened? What's happened? And... Uh, she had measured the sofa properly, had she? <laughs> she was nine centimetres out. Nine centimetres? Nine centimetres out. How the fuck you get that far out? And then ringing this company that, uh, you know, they, they what do you call it? They, um, it's made to measure. Yeah, so they've so, all so, the sofas so, are bespoke. So yeah, yeah, so it's bespoke. So everything, it's, it's being made, bro. You can't, you can't say, oh, just trim the arm off. <laughs> you can't say trim that off. It's done. That's it. But, um... Yeah, so they, they, so for about a week, there's a lot of uh, stress and anger. So essentially, and you spent and, two grand for a sofa that didn't fit in. Yeah, your front yeah, room. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is there any part of this like this situation? Did you think how can we make this work? Uh, Binning the missus off was one of them, <laughs> but then you can't do that. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, do you know what? Because I did you think about smashing the alcove? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so um, Daryl, who is a mate of my missus or husband, and he's the the, the kind of the builder in the in the Extended friends family. friends network. And I was like, get him to quote, come knock that wall out. And she was, she was like, are you seriously considering? I was like, we've just bought a two K sofa and it doesn't fit into the alcove. <laughs> of course, I'm going to fucking say that. <laughs> Get that fucking wall out of my face! Like it was just gone. If the wall gone. goes, it'll yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But luckily, man, luckily, I don't know how the fucking hell I did it um, with a lot of persistence and a lot of calling and emails and stuff like that. Managed to cancel the order. Uh, they built the sofa at this stage. Well, they said it, they said that day it gone into the uh, production, and that's why they were able to cancel it right and um, they, they they said they, they, they actually had the order that it was on production day that day so so I know you're missing I know how lovely lovely she is she's, she's a lovely girl she is a lovely lovely woman and um, I can only <laughs> I can see because like, I know her I can see how this might have happened yeah um, and I can see your frustration as well but you did well you fixed, you fixed the situation I have fixed the situation and when's the new sofa coming um, I think it's like the 15th of February. And did you wow. measure it this time? No. Well, so, why didn't you take some responsibility? <laughs> because, like, I do, I, I do everything. So, but you, and then one time, right? 
you've got to say to yourself, this one's yours, this one's yours. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. And then it's like, come on, you, 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 you want to be with the big dog? Uh, <laughs> I'll sweep some crumbs from the king's table. Right, you, you go, you go alone on this one. I got shit to do. Don't do that. <laughs> just, just do everything. Do everything. Uh, on that note, uh, that's it for the Fighting Cop podcast. Ricky, thank you very much. That's all right. And um, Billy underscore T on Twitter. Follow him. Very funny guy. Thank you. How many follow what you want to do? I'm not asking you to post, but I just want to know if it's more than me. Uh, I'm on 12, is it more? I think it's 20 plus or something. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're, a, you're an absolute scumbag. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much for coming down, mate. Anytime, anytime. And we'll, we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.